said something about the knickers you've just been <laughs> you've just been by listening chance, to. By chance, I've been listening to one of the audio books. Um, it's like Secrets of the Victorian Life, and um, they were just talking about knickers, and I thought, it's funny that like that's I've just been listening to it, and I'm going to be talking about it tonight. You sure, you haven't got an obsession with knickers. No, I've got an obsession with Victorian. <laughs> And their underwear. Yeah. Dear me. Okay, welcome back to the 1900 podcast. This is episode three. I think we should probably just do a little recap for anyone that's new to it or hasn't seen the TV show, just to sort of say what we did. So (laughs) you're looking at me. So basically, uh, a couple of years ago, um, we were very fortunate um, to, I don't know what, audition, win a place, take part on a TV programme here in the UK called The 1900 Island, um, in which we basically lived as an Edwardian fishing family for four weeks. Yeah. It was four weeks, wasn't it? Um, and that's available, I think, on Acorn TV, not on the BBC at the moment. I don't know, it's out there, isn't it? If you search it, it's yeah. out there. But effectively, um, coming off that island gives a new view on life, Um give us a unique insight into how the Edwardians lived. So I suppose this podcast is a bit about how it affected us, our lives, but also about the lives back then as well. It was our experience of it. There's, you know, for me, it was it's a complete fascination with the way they lived and little things that you just, you know, little um, questions you want answering. And like the underwear, you know, you sort of think, I'd never go crotchless. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Well, speaking of which, so so we're actually going to spend the next, what, 25 minutes, half an hour talking about knickers? Yeah, or just the undergarments, just, you know, their role. Well, I, did, I couldn't really figure out whether mine were classed as underwear or not, because mine were sort of just, not long johns, but they were just kind of, I don't know, like long shorts in many ways, just a sort of very linen type material with a bit of with a drawstring at the top, and that was yeah. it. There's no zipper or anything, so if it's a case of going to loo, then John Thomas would just popped out the hole. I just said John Thomas on the I can't podcast, haven't I? Just described it like that. Well, what else would I say? Well, you say more politely. Pop I mean, out the old fella. Right, you're not talking <laughs> like that for the next half hour. Absolutely not. But it had, a, it had anyway. <laughs> it's just your face. It had like a hole, yeah. But the, it was it was all for convenience, tops. Yeah, and you had your and you had like a vest that you wore, that you wore like all the time. Yeah, I even wore it like it wasn't a vest. I just wore, wore it. It was almost like a top. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a couple of buttons top. at the top. But yeah, but it was very warm. So even when I was just wearing that vest. Just lovely um, cotton, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was cotton, long sleeve vest, buttons at the top. But I wore it all the time, and even when I came home, I bought a couple, or you got me a couple. Yeah, similar to, to wear. Yeah, 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 they're really lovely. Um, but they were just really, really warm. I think, well, the cotton, I think there was some like woolen ones as well. Yeah. But in that environment there on the island, the weather could change so quick. But in all weathers, it was the ideal kit to wear. And you yeah. can see why they wore it especially in those environments. Well, it can keep you warm and keep you cool. It draws the sweat away from the body, doesn't it, I think? Yeah. That's why, yeah. Uh, that's why they stunk. No, they, 
didn't. They did a little bit. They did a little bit. But you know what? When you're all in it together and you all smell, you sort of don't really notice <laughs> that you all smell. I think when you, you know, if you were meeting like, you know, we were very aware of it with like the crew. I think, I think I smell. I think I smell. There's yeah, no deodorant but... or anything. I really think I smell. But like with Lydia and that, wasn't bothered. Yeah, just... maybe the production so... crew, they, they could smell it. But I, I think because it was so windy on that island, because the weather was so bad, <laughs> then you didn't smell anything really. It was just blown away. But even inside the cottages, we were burning stuff. You yeah, know, the stove yeah, was so on. Yeah, other smells to mask it. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of got away with it. What was the order that you put your stuff on as an Edwardian? So woman? it was. Uh... So it was your drawers and my stockings, my mm-hmm. garters, which were... Because my stockings came up to, like, just under my knee. And then your garters were just, like, rags and, like, bits of wool to tie round. Um, which I've just been listening to when I was listening to the Audible book. They were a big cause of um, varicose veins. You had to be careful how tight oh, you really? tied them. Yeah, because they caused varicose veins. But if they were too loose, it'd fall down and that was, like horrendous that was like a a huge social no-no for your stockings to fall down well yeah Um, wouldn't look good now would it never mind then no but it was a big it was a big thing it was like you're a bit of a loose woman if your stocking (laughs) fell down um so yeah so it was you put them on then you put your boots on they were that was like the first thing first thing i did in the morning put my boots on i'm trying to remember what order it all went in when you know, but then, then I, I was had, busy in the morning, so I never really. I had my little um, what's it called? Like a little chemise type thing, that went on, um, which was like a little cotton lace top, which was so pretty. Mine was more basic than everybody else's, but it was still just so pretty. And then over the top of that went my corset, and that was the bit that you never wash. That you don't wash your corsets, um. Yeah, there was all like there was sort of a multitude of reasons why they were brought in. But one of the things was they believed that women were so weak, and especially because you know we had like uterus and ovaries, we were so weak in our like sort of in our so yeah that we needed help, and men didn't. And that's that's what they no. Believed. So the course then, it was for that for to hold rather you in. than beauty but because it. Um, you then didn't use, like, your core muscles and your back muscles. They would weaken. So when they took their corsets off, they would have trouble with, like, their posture and sort of being able to hold, you know, hold yourself up, really. So they would... Some some women even more, uh, like, corsets at night because they just felt so, like, unaided, you know. They just couldn't... You know, their posture wasn't as good. That's ridiculous yeah, that when you think good. about it. But, but you have to think of it in terms of oh, Edwardian times. You can't like everything. You try and picture mm. it with a you know with a modern mind, and you can't. You just have to accept it, and that's just the way it is. And I thought, gosh, I really wonder what it's like to wear one all day, all day, every day, doing everything. And it was all right to start with. You sort of think, oh, it's a bit, you know, that digs in there, and you know. You know, women are used to that really when you're putting on underwear anyway, you know, with bras and things like that. You think, oh, that one digs in there and that's not very comfortable. But you you just get used to it, you know. I think on all of us it rubbed 
you know, there were like areas that rub maybe on your hips and things like that. But again, you just, but and we all just like, we put a bit of material underneath it. You just got on with it. There wasn't any time to sort of say, no, I'm not going to wear it or anything like that. We just yeah, did I think, it. I, think I did quite like it, actually. And you do get used to it. But you had to get used to it in in an environment which is really harsh and really tough. It's not like you were yeah. a lady about town or whatever the alternative no, was. You were a, of, a, a fisherman's wife. You were yeah, a, a and it would have been brought in when I was younger. And I would have, you know, from my, from my teens, I would have, you know, I would have got used to wearing one. But, you know, that's just part of it, isn't it? But it was one of those things. One, what's it like to do your everyday stuff wearing a corset? And um, I'm so glad I got to experience that. But it, you know, it was, it was fine. There was the other day I had it too tight. And it is uncomfortable. But your waist does look quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> How small can I get this waist? Do you think you could wear a corset full time, even in, even now? Yeah, when we came back I bought one, didn't I? Well, you did, yeah. But it's yeah. just, it looks really strange. You just, you know, you just can't really wear one with a pair of jeans and a... And a top because you it's really obvious. You couldn't replicate what it gave you on the island. No, it's, you know, it's very much for the style of clothes, you know. Yeah, you know, when you get married and things like that, you sort of, if you wear one under your wedding dress and and things like that. And you can wear corset style tops, but obviously they're not as severe as a proper corset. Well, but, it, was a, it was in itself, it was a, it was a piece of engineering all, genius. I remember yeah. it being very thick, very tough, very robust. It was it was almost purely functional, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was um, but because again, it's that same thing, and it's it's amazing how much really you are all like sheep when you're doing something, you know, we're all wearing one, so you don't think anything of it. Then when we came back here, and I was like, I really miss my corset. I want to get one. I got one. I put it on. I think I'm gonna look an absolute wally wearing this on school run. I just you know. You just can't get away with it. Or it's then seen as like a vanity thing. Why are you trying to pull your waist in? Why are you trying to, you know, that type of thing? Yeah, because it wasn't in the context of, of not, 1900, was it? Yeah, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. You know, so, um, and then over the top of that, I'd have my underskirt, which was lovely. I love that. And then have my woolen skirt over the top of it. Well, when we, when we came off the island and we, we got back into our own clothes for the first time. Um, I remember feeling like all my clothes were so light. Yeah. Light and maybe, maybe not cheap, so maybe not the right word, but just... Yeah. I've been used to wearing these sort of... Heavy clothes. Heavy clothes that were so well made, that were tough against the elements. You know, They, they were built not so much for fashion. There was a touch of fashion in there. Yeah. Um. But primarily, they they were made to live in that environment and do the job that I was doing. So when I put on my own clothes, including my boxer shorts, my boxer shorts felt like nothing. It felt like tissue yeah. paper, almost restrictive. And how bright everything was as well, because I had that bright oh, yeah. pink like sports top, didn't I? Yeah. And it just seemed <laughs> it was like neon, you know. <laughs> after I was wearing such muted colours for a month, and even though it was, it was only a month, we were just so absorbed in it. And when it's your like, like every waking moment you're in, you know, you're in that environment and you're in that sort of thought process. It's, it, you know, it really does take over you. So I know it was only 
four weeks, but it seemed yeah, but it just seemed everything. It just completely envelopes you, doesn't it? Even though it was four weeks in terms of, of what you might consider fashionable or stuff, I think maybe end of third week, in the third week, I was starting to properly think about what I'm wearing. Do I look smart? You know, I'd gone from it being purely Ryan Medward, you know, I've got to get through this, to then thinking... Because I had that, that jacket, which we've got somewhere. We've still got hold of it, like a denim-type jacket. Yeah, no, it's like well, a not corduroy. Denim, corduroy, no. yeah. 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 And that looked quite nice with, with some of the stuff I was wearing. I liked that. Yeah. That was probably the first time I experienced I was thinking, oh, I could actually live this life and still look relatively smart. And we've got into the, you know, everything you do, there's, you know, so if we're going to go cockling... There's like almost like a uniform to wear with it. So you'd have your aprons, mm-hmm. you take your shawls with you because it's bound to get windy, rainy. You know, there's like you, everything you're taking with you, a handkerchief. You know, you just sort of, to start with, you you go, oh, I need a tissue. Don't have tissues. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, need to have brought your handkerchief with you. You know, and you, you just get used to doing stuff. So then, yeah, you came, you'd come into the cottage, you'd take your hat off. You know, your cap, you'd yeah. hang it up before you were going out, you'd automatically get it off the hook and put yeah. it on again. It became second nature. Yeah, it's true. You start organising things, you know, more on subject of underwear. I always tried to make sure that I had a clean pair of, of whatever they were called. We just call them underpants. But it was every couple of days. It wasn't... Oh, yeah, you didn't like... wear them for one day. No. And then that was it. You wore them for two or three days at well, the we time. We only had, <laughs> was it like three or three pairs? Yeah, something, something like, like that, that, yeah. And so wash day was Monday, them. so it was... If your stuff is at the bottom of the pile, it's not getting washed. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're lucky if it I got missed washed. missed it, I missed it. No, it was... um, And your socks, we've kept your socks, haven't we? You've got some of your woolen socks. Yes, a hole in one. Yeah, proper warm woolly socks. Even I've put, put them on every now and again, just remember how they feel. As soon as I put them on, I feel hot. <laughs> <laughs> could be sat there next to nothing but I put those socks on and I'm instantly warm but I remember I used, I got to a point where um, I started tucking in my trousers into the socks yeah. with the boots um, and that helped me keep sand out of the socks yeah. it, you know you found ways of doing things and it wasn't really till I came back that I saw pictures of old fishermen and they took their trousers into the into these big woolly socks. Sand was my huge bugbear. <gasps> sand in the bed. Well, I hate sand, but it didn't bother me while I was oh. there. I was in lots the of sand in in the cottage. Lots of sand. Yeah, it's just couldn't get it out. Was it in your underwear? No, it was in my nightdress. It was always on the sheets on the bed, and I just hate, I hate that feeling. <laughs> Absolutely hate it, and um, just having to like wrap myself up. You know, the night dress, because it was full length, wasn't it, my night dress? Yeah, but to be fair, we had all... things like that, you just don't get to see, and I think, oh, my night dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that stuff didn't get onto the TV. No. But to be fair, our bed was full of sand because of the kids, because they were jumping all over it. They, they'd We'd be out working, doing whatever we were doing, and they would be jumping on the bed in the shoes with all the sand that they dragged in from outside. We just could never get rid of it off the beds. <laughs> We maybe could have been a little bit more savvy with what we do. We, well, actually, no. In our defence, we did. We did start hanging up our stuff outside on the line in the wind yeah, to think... get everything out. I remember hanging up clothes that I thought they weren't going to get clean until a Monday. But I thought 
Somewhat like a shirt, but it was relatively freshen, freshening up. up. I'd hang it outside overnight, and in yeah. the morning it'd be nice and cold, and would smell of the sea air rather yeah. than a day's toil. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we were just getting to grips with it. I think to start with, honestly, it was just you know, oh my goodness, I felt so out of my depth. I know I say all the time, but I really did. And you're like trying to keep going and keep going. You're thinking, right, I can do it. I think you know, I've got to do it. You know. Yeah. They all did it before me, so of course I can do it. I've just got to get like my head in the game, and I think by the end, you know, we we did certainly by, I'd say the end of the second week, beginning of the third week, we were like right, okay. I know what I'm doing with the washing. I know how to do that. I know how to dry it. It was then like teamwork between us all. You know, I we had the drying rack, didn't we? And somebody else had the mangle. We were, used, we were used to the clothes like by then, however they smelled yeah, or looked. To, yeah, we were used to the clothes <laughs> and, you know, what we needed to wear that often and what we didn't and just just everything. We were just getting sorted really by the end, weren't we? Yeah, but how did you feel when we first got there and you saw your clothes for the first time? Oh, I, I loved them. On the programme, you know, when we first watched that back, I was busy doing something else. But you were... You were trying to light the fire. Yeah, you were You were somewhere between shocked at what you were going to wear, but also delighted. Absolutely delighted. <laughs> Absolutely delighted. Because it's everything that I've, you know, it's everything that I've wanted to try. You know, apart from, obviously, to go the other extreme and be, like, a really rich <laughs> Edwardian lady and, you know, silk and everything. I'd love to have a try of that. But, yeah, just to, to put them on, what do they feel like? It was... It was everything that I'd wanted to try, you know, it, so I loved it. I mean, there are things that I just I didn't think of, so like the size of knickers, they were just massive. They need to be, you need to stay cool. You can't have them tight against your skin. You know, you need to stay cool and airy because you're not washing them every day. Well, saying that, Clive and Cheryl always looked immaculate. Yeah. They were always so well turned out. Yeah. I was thinking there'd be, you know, they were on the the far end of the row of cottages to us. We were one end. So we bookended the cottages, yeah. didn't we? And in our place, we looked like a bunch of scruffy tramps. And then down. And then with the kids as well, you know. Yeah, but what I mean is down the other end, you then had Clive and Cheryl on their own who just looked amazing every time. I was thinking, how are they doing that? They got they got electric showers in there. What's going on? They always look great. Although I've got to be fair, you know they they worked as hard as anyone else, and they did have those moments. They did have the moments when they looked as scruffy as the rest of us. But by and large, I used to think, how do they look so good? So that's the end of episode three. Uh, Natalie would say thank you, but she's suffering with sinusitis. <laughs> so listen, huge thanks for listening. All right, take it easy. See you next time.